Sound only today. I look pretty rough, so we're not gonna freak you out. You need a haircut. Maybe I'll get one tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see. We'll let it run a little bit because we gotta win, and it's been four games since we got a goddamn fucking win, so let Jimmy fuck, please. All right? Just take it. Kyle Lowry. I know it freaks you out, but you like it. let it out, you know, just take the breath and just let out all that bullshit, you know, because there was a lot of bullshit coming to this game at the end, you know what I mean, okay, I, I think that's enough, Jimmy, we're going to cut it, right here, then I'm cut it, okay, can I get a stop please, yes, I can get a stop, thank you, Jimmy, appreciate you, as always, gotta go. He cultura, he cultura, he cultura, he cultura, he cultura, he cultura. However you say it, that's how you say it. Now and forever, I don't make the rules, I just make the rules. I'm Studio Mogura, Studio M-O-G-U-R-A. Hit me up at the PayPal, hit me up with the Cash App. All donations go toward the making of my independent film as well as my independent animated pilot that I'm working on right now, breaking my fucking hand. Check out my threads, you'll see little clips of it, for real. Check out my novel, Full Moon Nights, available on Amazon in paperback and available on Barnes & Noble in hardcover. A chronicle of the Miami rave scene in the early 2000s. Basically, a bunch of my adventures all rolled up into one. Uh, and I, uh, you know, talk about me going around Miami, you know, buying fucking drugs and doing crazy shit. So check it out. Also check out my octotaco.com, which is my blog as well as my own personal comic shop. I have nothing for sale right now, but I'm going to put something up at some point, I promise you. Also check out my T Public uh, design shop with all my original designs and a couple designs that I got from you know uh, film and television that I love to do. And then also check out my Spotify playlist, which is my entire discography from the year 1999 up until this year 2023, with my latest release, "The Reflection Blinds You from Seeing the Truth." Let us begin. That's how we're gonna start this. We're going to start it with that because we needed that for a long time now, okay? And, and, and again, today we're doing sound only because I look like shit. I just had a, uh, 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 a milkshake and a, a burger, and I feel bloated, so I don't want to show my face. I feel like I'm Jabba, Hutt, the, Jabba the Hutt, so you know we're going to keep it on the DL today. Uh, but, uh, mostly I just, you know, I don't really feel like wearing a hat and all this stuff. Like, I just don't feel like shaving. I just don't want to be honest. You know what? We're just going sound away. And really, honestly, you don't give a fuck what I look like. Okay? I'm not hot. I don't have boobs or a nice ass. Okay? So, sorry. There's a lot to talk about. Specifically, thank God that he won this game and they didn't blow it in the fucking fourth quarter again. Because, Jesus Christ, if they would have blown it in the fourth quarter again, that would have been really bad. I think it would have been a lot worse if it would have been way worse if they would have just lost the game like in the beginning of the game and they would just would have lost like you know oh lost the lead like in the second quarter and never gotten it back. I think it would have been worse if they would have had the lead and then gave it up again in the fourth quarter. Oh my god, it would have been really bad. Okay, we would have had a major fucking problem. Uh, but luckily they did it, and that should prove to you okay this is where this team is at right now. This team can show up when it wants to, but even in the middle of the game, after they're up 20 fucking points, they still get bored. They still get fucking bored. Okay? This team sucks. 
with 20-point leads. Okay, This team likes to be the underdog. This team likes to be down 20 and come back and steal the game. This team likes to be tied going into the fourth quarter, last two minutes of the game. This team loves that shit. This team does not like being up 20 points. Okay? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. They're up 20 points and they just, eh, took the foot. I will make it at the end. And, I, and, you know, I'm at a point in my life where in all sports, I, I you see that. And it's just human nature. So I'm not going to fucking even get upset anymore about it. Because it's just ridiculous to get upset. Today we're smoking the last of the Banana Crush, 26%, which I feel like a total fucking idiot because I sold some old people the last of the Banana Crush, which is a little pile of last time I worked. I gave it, I sold it to them for, it was a 28%er, and I, uh, no, 26%er as well, and I sold it to them, and I was like, oh yeah, you're going to love this. It's great. You know what? I want to give this to good people because I thought I had a bunch of Banana Crush left, and then I come home, and I see I only have one nun left. So, there's that. But we loaded it up with a little bit of Ghost Train Hay Sativa fucking wax and a little bit of some more sativa uh, keef on top. So we are going to be flying <clears throat> in just a moment. So prepare yourselves. Get your bowl ready. Get your joint ready. Get your vape ready. Get your bong ready. Uh, we are we are gonna you know all hit this together and celebrate this really good heat win. I'm gonna give you a couple a couple seconds. We're gonna take it to the. You have 20 seconds right now to get your shit together. 20 seconds, okay? You're going to have 15 seconds right now to get your shit together. So go get your bowl, pack it together, get your bud, make sure it's nice and fresh, cast your bowl. You have 10 seconds right now. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. We are moving up to five. Connected. Reconnected. Hit it. Hold it. Suck it to beer. Make it cool. Cool that smoke down. This is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt a lot. Oof, it's gonna hurt. Oh my god, it hurts. Oof, it hurts. I hope I don't hiccup. It's gonna hurt. Oh man, it hurts. Oh, this one hurts. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's gonna be too much. <coughs> oh, I cool. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Ah, oof. Ugh. It's like, uh, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he's running away from the giant ball, it's like, you're, that's what, it's like, that's like, that scene is playing out of my lungs right now. Jesus. My God. <sighs> I hope you're okay, because I'm not. That floor gave me a headache. I couldn't look at it in the first quarter entirely. And for the entire first quarter, I was looking down on the ground. I could not look at that fucking goddamn court. This was giving me a headache. I feel sorry for everyone who's colorblind. Okay. I feel sorry for everyone that has anxiety. I feel sorry for anyone that's manic. That's everyone that has, uh, you know, like, like is manic depressive. Anybody that has like stress, like diagnosed stress, anxiety and disorders and stuff like that. I, I, I feel sorry for schizophrenics that are friends of the Miami Heat. Because, holy God, are we trying to turn all of Miami into murderous fucking, like, rage monsters? What are we doing? Who decided to paint that entire thing fucking red? Tyler Hero was interviewed after the game, and you could tell he wanted to say it was not a good idea. But the fans love it, so we love it. And that's what he said. 
I don't think the fans love that shit. And I can please ask you, you know what? Can you please go back to just something a little bit that doesn't make my eyes explode? Because my eyes hurt so much during the game because of all that red. Okay? And it's just, I don't know. I, I know I understand you wanted to, like, emphasize anger and it's supposed to make everybody energized and shit like that. And I get that. But it, it's just also just, uh, it's just, uh, I want to say it's almost like borderline ultraviolet. And it's just, it's a little too much. I would have loved to have seen the reverse. I would have loved to have seen a black court with red and white lettering. That would have been fucking awesome. I would have seen, I would have loved to have seen that. And then put us in black and red uniforms. Red uniforms, black court. But this red court, I, it's just, it's a little too much. It's, it's too much. It, it gives me like vertigo almost. So, uh, so there's that. <laughs> Welcome to the in-season tournament. This ungodly spawn creation that don't, you know, ultimately no one gives a shit about. Halfway through this end of the game, and they're talking about the disorder, and I'm like trying to convince myself that it's a good idea. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be fun and all this stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Even it doesn't fucking matter. Who gives a shit? We want a goddamn NBA title, bro. Like, this is not, this is gonna make, like, people kill themselves for, like, this midway season shit. And then you better hope to God no one comes out of this, like, fucking hurt or anything. Like, no major star. You better hope Damian Lillard doesn't come out of here with a fucking goddamn broken hamstring. Because he's desperately trying to win in fucking Vegas in front of everybody. And, like, I just, it doesn't really make sense. Is there gonna be a break after the fucking in season tournament? Are they going to just break for All-Star games? I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't know what's going on. I don't, That's why I don't care. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I, I'm sure it'll work out. You know, it's going to work out great for the, for the, for the big-ass ball thing that's in the middle of Vegas. I'm sure they're going to make a, a bunch of great designs for that shit. You should play the fucking game in that thing. And broadcast it somehow around everybody. Or, or broadcast the entire game on the globe. And everyone should just stop traffic and stop their lives to watch it. And if they don't watch it, then you arrest them. And throw them in a dark cell for a thousand years until they're frozen in carbonite. Jimmy Butler finally played an okay game, I guess. You know, the thing about Jimmy that I'm like, oh, God damn it, he did it again. Which is like, you think Jimmy has a, is having a horrible fucking game. And then at the end, it's like, Jimmy Butler, 20 points. And you're like, fuck. Where the fuck did he have 20 points? Like, I saw him score twice. I saw Jimmy Butler score twice. And then I didn't see him score again. And then he has 20 points. I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, I'm just going to tell you that there you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm okay. We're fine with Jimmy. Jimmy's fine. Jimmy's just fine. Everyone's fine. It's just people are... 
really demotivated right now. Like, these guys just want to get into something really hardcore, I can tell. But they're holding, they gotta hold themselves back. They gotta, like, you know, do this. And, they, and it's just, okay, they put up these fucking points on these guys. And, and then they take the foot off. But the, the, it's become so routine that it has to happen for these guys, you know? It's weird. It just I just worry that, like, the difference I think I'm seeing this year is that, you know, again, a lot of teams have just gotten better. Every year, teams are getting better. Every year, the players that are coming in are better. So if you don't get better yourself, and I don't mean that by just, oh, bringing in like Damian Lillard. I just mean that you individually have, look at Hero. Hero has obviously taken, taken a big-ass fucking step. Okay, Hero went from averaging 14 fucking points to now averaging 26. Okay? So, can we please stop talking shit about him? Did you not see the game that he had? They were doubling him a lot in this case. You know, he was making the right passes, giving it up at the right time, but most importantly, he wasn't, gonna, he wasn't fucking around and he was out there to score. And he, made, he was making shots. So that's a big deal. That's a big, that's a big deal for this team. You know, now it's... <clears throat> I want to get to that Milwaukee matchup fast. You know, that's what I want now. I want to see these guys again. It's good that we'll see him again early, you know. Uh, because you know, <clears throat> that way we, 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 we set ourselves up early. You know, we know what we're look. We know what we're dealing with. We know what we're looking at. So it's like this thing, I guess. It's we're we're in our regular season. We're in our regular season, and whenever they change the court, it's like that's an in-season tournament game, and you better wake the fuck up. Because the next one is against the Knicks, and then after that, it's against the Bucks. All the like. I guess previous playoff teams are in it. I don't know. Go ask somebody. But this is weird. This is just weird. It's just weird at this point. It's weird and I don't know what it means. Because now we got to... Oh, I see. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. I, I I didn't see it here. I was like, it doesn't make sense to have just the Wizards, the Knicks, and the Bait and the Bucks. What the fuck is that? And this is, oh no, the Hornets as well. But I, I didn't see the Hornets thing. <sighs> so weird. It should be the Bite reading the Bulls. I see. I thought it was like this next stretch of this whole month. You're in a tournament, and every game you have in this month is part of this tournament. So I thought it was gonna be okay. Now we see the Lakers, and then this, and that, and then whoever comes out of this like stretch of games in this period of time with however many wins you know gets to go play at this place or whatever and that just seems ridiculous um, whatever bro we'll see it play out these people know what they're doing we don't <laughs> just crawl into your hole and die You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, 
Robinson kind of showed he showed up. He showed up. Okay, you know what? He showed up. He showed up. You cannot deny that Robinson, uh, you know, had a good game. He did. He was making shots. He's looking for it. And you're you you kind of you feel the vibe of him. That this is consistent now, so he's just gotta make it. He's gotta know when the three doesn't come, drive, drive, cause it's open, and he's doing that. So we'll see what happens when they start clamping down on him a little bit more. Um, but he's just gotta be more, a little bit more consistent with the three. Today was a good night, but uh, he's gotta win games. Reconnected. He's got to win games. That is something that Robinson has to start to do. You know? <clears throat> for a next step for Robinson? He's got to come in here and he's got to be, like, the reason why the Miami Heat, like, win a game. He's got to put up, like, 30, 35, some shit like that. He's got to put up, like, just have a barrage of threes, like, you know, a game where he has, like, 10 threes. He's gotta make news. Hero's gonna make some noise tonight because it's gonna come out on on on, on Sports Center. They had a big game and you know, all this stuff because they're gonna track Lillard and his. They're gonna track his his work, you know, together to see if the fucking trade was the best thing to do. Um, but I feel like Robinson, you know, if he just Starts taking some contested threes. I think he can start really making some noise. He's got to find out a way to kind of like take contested threes that he's got two guys on him, one guy on him. He's got length on him, but he still finds a way to get off a fucking three. He's got to do that shit. You know, because that's what they're going to start doing to him. Like consistently. He's going to start getting doubled as much as Hero gets doubled. Um, I mean, everybody on this team is somewhat going to get doubled. Lowry. He made shots today. He made a shot. I know he, made, he was there today, so I don't know. But I think I like seeing Hero at point guard. Hero needs to start at point guard. Butler. Bam. Right now, I mean Hayward, uh, Hayward Highsmith. I've I've always liked him ever since he st started playing for us. Um, I wanna I wanna see him a little bit more, but you know what? Fuck it, man. I mean, I I starting him is okay. Starting him is okay. It's okay. It's okay. But but if you're gonna start. You're gonna start Hayward Highsmith. I mean, you might as well start Duncan. I mean, if we're looking for firepower, okay, 
We want firepower. Let's talk about firepower. Because that's what you're going to need against Damian Lillard's firepower. Right? We don't worry about Giannis anymore. We can be him anytime, anyplace, anywhere. We'll take Giannis and we'll turn him into nothing. We'll grind Giannis up and we'll make him, you know, we'll make him ours. Giannis's next step is to leave Milwaukee and become part of the Miami Heat or do that. That is the next step for him. So we don't worry about it. But you got to worry about Lillard because Lillard is this new addition. And, and it's not just that we can't beat Lillard. It's just, you know, we can't beat Lillard with this guy. You know, with this guy that we can already beat no matter where it is. It doesn't matter. We'll beat him. We'll beat this other guy. You know. Well, we've beaten him before. But together, it's a, it's a, it's tough, definitely. But I still feel it's a, our defense will always trump their defense. And if all we have to do at that point is just match their fucking firepower. Can you match their part? I don't think we can. I think we can. What is it? Who can make who can't make threes on this team? You can make threes on this team. If you just believe hard enough, for sure. Everyone's a three-point shooter. Bam took a three earlier this season. First time, I was like, ooh, wow, thank you. I'd like to see more of that. Just do it. Fuck it. Who cares? Fuck it. Remember that? We had, we've already had a show called Fuck It. So go back and look at it. Season one, fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. But, uh... I, I, I really like, you know what, man? I really like Jovich, bro. I don't know if Jovich is hurt. Did Jovich hurt himself or some shit like that? Or are we just not starting him because we want to see Josh Richardson like go on a couple games to see give him a little, a little bit of a... Or maybe it's because, oh, Spo wants to see Hayward Highsmith a little bit because Hayward Highsmith finally is back from his injury. But then now Hayward Highsmith bumps his fucking knee again. But he, look, he came back, so it's okay. But uh, I don't know if I saw him. I don't think I saw, we saw him at the end of the game. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. Who cares? But I'd rather see Jovic. I want to see him. Or Jovic. I can't remember which one it is. But I, I'd rather... I know what? Because <sighs> he's a monster rebounder, bro. That guy came in and was just a rebounding monster. And he's got a nice looking three. He's got a... A, a Drogic three. Which is a, uh, a three at the top of the of the key, the key, the three pointer. Um, and then if you can put in Robinson and Robinson can play like how he's supposed to play, I mean, that's that's okay. Um, Josh Richardson is. Josh Richardson. And while he had moments, he also had moments. And something like that typically leads to something like that. So, at this point, you can either play him or not play him. But either way, it's going to be the same way.
Waquez is great. He's gonna be fucking great. He is gonna like that's where I really like keeping Kevin Love around for you know for however we can because I feel Waquez can really learn a lot from him because they've got a similar body structure I think and I feel like when Waquez like really you know finishes growing I guess and a couple of years get into the league he'll he'll be very similar to Kevin Love. So I'm 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 eager to see that. For being a rookie, I mean, he I think he's he can be rookie of the year. I think he can. He has potential to be rookie of the year, man. I really do. He's for sure, for sure, dude. He's just gotta like come in there and and he's just gotta play, just like he's been doing. Not worry about fucking anything. Just play. And it'll, it'll be good. I don't know, man. Like, we we can beat these teams, but our 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 this fourth quarter shit has to be fixed immediately because. That is something can that can be a stain for the entire season. We've seen that. We've seen this before. We've seen this is a thing that we do. This is part again. Yeah, I already repeated myself. This is heat modus operandi. Playing down the competition, letting people come back into the game with after a humongous lead. Not even just like a big lead of like eight or something. No, no. We're talking about like a lead of like 20 or some shit. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. You win. I don't, we don't give a shit no more. Where's the cliff? Right there. Jumping off. Later. Bye. <laughs> so we gotta cut that shit out quick. Within that, just take it out and... Oh, God. I just saw Invincible. Not for the first time. What are you, crazy? Who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? Do you think I'm like that guy? Reconnected. No. I am not that person, okay? I read the comic. Huh? I read the comic. I should have bought the comic. But did it because I thought it was stupid. I was like, ah, who the fuck's gonna like fucking a violent fucking Superman story? It's so stupid. It's like, ah, so predictable. Whatever, later, bye. Huh, Robert Kirkman, what an idiot. No one's gonna buy any of his stuff. We were all like that, all dumb. Although Walking Dead was, was huge from the start. But Invincible was like, eh, who's gonna like this shit? And then now I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Oh my god. I love you so much. It's amazing. Everything's amazing. Oh my god. So I did the rewatch last night before the premiere of season two. And uh, it makes me really proud of American animation. And how far it's come. 
And I don't mean that it, ha- it hasn't come far from, like, you know, the beginnings of Disney to, like, the, you know, 3D shit with Pixar and what we're doing today. It's like, what do you mean, Alex? Like, what are you talking about? Animation has been pushing the boundaries for years, hundreds of years, a hundred years. All right, not a hundred years, I don't know, whatever. Whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I get that. But still, American animation has had this this dome around it, this like wall, where it has always been by media standards and studio standards and just everyone's standards that animation is something for children. Back before like movies really took off and animation was the first thing that people were doing like of course you know audiences all loved it and even to today audiences are still filled with adults and stuff like that because a lot of the kids that came up from back in the day when animation was really considered just for kids now they're all older they're not adults and they have kids so they take their kids to see the animation for the kids and they take their kids to see the animation for adults because they were themselves kids when they saw the first time they saw that shit that was like, wow, animation is not just for kids. But still, for a long time, the only place that you could see quality animation, I was thinking about this earlier today, the quality animation was, was from Japan, in Japanese anime. And then when you scratched out Japanese anime, the only thing that really... The first time I saw something like, whoa, was Liquid Television on MTV. Liquid Television had like experimental animations from festivals and like festival winners and whatever. And uh, a lot of the stuff was just like, you know, subject matter other than, you know, kid stuff is weird, you know. But some of it ultimately got developed into kid shows. Like the 3D fucking flying shit people and I think the moral oral came from liquid television at some in some weird way. Um a lot of adult swim stuff, like probably people originated all the way from that, I'm sure. Um but that was like the first time that I was exposed to the idea that animation could you could do it for adults. And then on that is where we were all exposed to Aeon Flux, which was like this Japanese anime kind of thing, but not really. You know, so it was just like, and it was so weird and it was so experimental and so like, oh my God, that was amazing that I wanted to see something more like that. And then that's when someone told me about Ninja Scroll in eighth grade. So that's like, Oh, no, was that 8th grade? No, 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 I'm sorry. That was actually 11th grade. That was the summer of 11th going into 12th. No, no, because I had Ninja Scroll and I was showing it in classes while the teacher was away. And that was 11th grade. So, excuse me, that was 10th to 11th because I had to do summer school geometry that had failed or something like that. That also might have been 9th to 10th. No, that was 10th to 11th. I think that was 10th to 11th because I had already... Yeah, that was 10th to 11th. And that's where I met that chick that 
she ended up also going to SAS, but she went to SAS the year that I was that I left back to go to high school, and I was like, ah, oh, I missed an opportunity there. Um, and so, in in it was yeah summer of eleventh going into twelfth grade. I'm sorry, tenth going into eleventh grade, where I met this kid who. You know, we would talk about just movies and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, he's like me similar. We got along. And it was in this, this geometry summer school class. And it made me envious of like, you know, I went to, it was, I was at the, it was so funny because I was at the rival high school where, you know, I remember all these years we always made fun of these people. And we hated on these people like, because uh, they're the rival school. I never actually had gone there. And then I went there for a summer school. And I was like, wow, these people, this, this is way better facilities. I, I want to come to school here. And uh, this kid introduced me to, he. I had told him that, yo, the other night, I was going through, like, cable, and I, you know, my parents had, like, a, a, a cable box. And it scrolled, I think, by Cinemax. I believe it was Cinemax. And it was this animation about, like, this chick that was getting, like, you know, banged by all these demons. And, and this guy with this huge-ass fucking gun, like, had to go save her. And he was blowing up this monster lady with, like, a spider monster fucking mouth and for her vagina. And it was crazy. It was insane, dude. And it was, like, and he was, like, oh, you're talking about Wicked City. And I was, like, what? How do you know that shit? He was like, dude, that's anime, man. And he was just like, yo, just watch this movie called Ninja Scroll. And I was like, okay, I'll watch that. And I can't remember if, you know, now I think about it, like, I wonder if, like, was that, didn't I come across Akira before that? Because I remember seeing Akira with my sister, On VHS, and I don't remember if it was before or after that. I'm going to say it was after that because I know Wicked City was the first thing I ever saw. And I remember the guy telling me about Ninja Scroll. And I know that was like, for sure, that was the first time I saw Ninja Scroll. So, I had, once he told me about Ninja Scroll, I went and I rented it at Blockbuster. Because uh, I remember seeing it at Blockbuster. And then I got it, and I was just, that's it. That changed my life. And I think that's when afterward I saw Akira. I'm sure afterward I saw Akira at some point. And then I saw it with my sister because my sister, like my oldest sister was like, you know, she was kind of a stoner hippie 70s chick. And so she, you know, like uh, was into like quirky stuff. And so I'm like, oh, wow, check it out. You know, my other sister, Luna, she doesn't, she would, she falls asleep, I think, when she watches anime. It's pretty funny. Like, it doesn't matter what anime it is, she'll fall asleep. It's like, but, you know. She's having sleep problems just watching anime. She falls asleep. Weird. But uh, Sabrina like loves anime, and my my younger sister loves anime too. Um. But yeah, so like, that's that was like my exposure to anime, and then like once you ran through all the anime you're talking about maybe one two three four five six let's say six one two three four let's make let's just say 50 different videos of anime 
you know, and out of those 50 different videos of anime, there's a lot of Dragon Ball Z, there's a lot of Ran Ranma, one and a half, whatever the fuck. There's a lot of, like, all the, you know, popular stuff and whatever, and then you have, like, a small amount of the quirky shit, and then you have some of all the hardcore fucking shit, you know, the really good stuff. And you had to wait, like, 10 years for anime that you found out about through magazines and through, like... <sighs> I can't tell you what it was like. The only way that I know that I got anime before the internet was through the right stuff, which was like this catalog, this anime catalog that I got. And you could order imported anime that like, it's like the same, it was like the same magazine that like, if you had a video store, you would order from. Okay. <clears throat> I remember ordering from that. Um, going to underground video source, uh, going to, uh, you know, like the actual, the mall had some stores in the mall had like, you know, like before hot topics or I forget what they were called and shit. Uh, but they were like the, the pre hot topic stores. Uh, they carry anime and so did like the old like record stores and like so like specs and all that kind of stuff and tower records whatever they had like a small section of videotapes and dvds and they usually had like a small section of anime um and that just grew periodically as as dragon ball z got more and more popular that section just grew bigger and bigger and then when you would go to like the big ass like virgin music stores that were like insanely huge and then had a huge ass like section of videos and movies and shit like there you would find great stuff great fucking stuff because they just had to fucking have a lot of shit you know and fill up the space and so you would find like the best fucking anime usually in those places but they were usually like expensive as all fucking hell so that was like ugh. um so it was a pricey fucking thing to do and hobby it was really expensive you know so if you didn't have it for rent it was just really expensive to buy it and then Eventually, then you you to try to find it in, in in conventions, and then when DVDs start became popular, that just made things a lot easier because with the internet you could just download fucking shit. It t it would take days sometimes to download a fucking uh, an anime dub because well you know when you would before they would fan sub it, which I know a lot of you know what that is, um, and you would just download the fan sub through like. Uh, internet channels, you know, and you would that's how you would download media before like the web. Like there was the web, there was the internet, but there was also like the IRC channels, which was like that's how you got content, like the fastest way, because um, you couldn't watch like a video on the internet. Like YouTube would take fucking forever, or something would take forever to load, or take forever. It was just you know really bad in the beginning. Um, so it was really lucky that in college, that's when a lot of anime started really getting made and shit. And in college, we had T1, which is like, was the fastest at the time, which was like cable internet. And before everything, everyone else had dial up at that time. But when you were in college, had cable internet was completely wide open because they didn't know what the fuck they was going on. And it was right at the beginning, they didn't, they didn't know. So. You know, you, we were just 
downloading everything, fucking having anime parties where we would watch all the anime and shit, and we would watch all the new releases and stuff. And then eventually, that's the time when Naruto first came out, like in 2003, in the first season, I think, came out. Um, but even then, all that shit's anime. For American anime, it was like, or, or American cartoons, it wasn't until, you know, man, like, the Castlevania people really stepped it up, because those, the powerhouse animation really is a huge force for, like, this is adult American animation, okay, and then with the Invincible and the Harley Quinn, and, 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 Really, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. Was that the next best place that you can get cartoons that were kind of adulty was actually Batman, the animated series. That when I watched that as a kid, I felt like an adult watching that. That was like a, an adult show for me. And even now, like as an adult, dude, I would watch that no problem. You know, even up to Justice League. Justice League was an incredible animation that like had an adult tone to it. You know. Which is why I think the Harley Quinn cartoon works so well because it just seamlessly fits into this world of like, you know, the DC animated universe that has gone from like this show geared for kids but still kind of like, you know, hard and then you just grew with it and now you're like, you're able to watch it in its full capacity. Um, I really believe the, the Harley Quinn is just probably, it's probably after Batman and the animated series like the best the DC animation have done, uh, like writing, animation, everything wise, you know, it's just it's so perfect in all ways. Um, but then you look at you, it's still, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, you had like things like you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That was like, oh, enemy reconnected. Even with the Pixar stuff, that's not for kids. I mean, that's not for adults. That's mainly just for kids. So, But anyways, long story short, I'll wind this down after the babbling and fucking being too stoned. Um, it's amazing to see where Amer uh, American animation is because you have The Invincible, you have those other shows that I mentioned, Harley Quinn, you have uh, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is absolutely fucking amazing. Man, that's what I wanted to get to eventually. This is all going to be about Star Trek Lower Decks. And how Star Trek Lower Decks, the finale was yesterday. And that shit's just so goddamn fucking good. And I I, way, I better fucking get my season five, goddammit. Because shit. That shit was awesome. And, uh, and I'm sorry we went off the little rails. But that's that's how it was. You know, yesterday was a, a big show, a big night for TV. And there was also a, a Loki. Which Loki has is just blowing my mind right now. I'm loving that too. Uh, and I can't wait to see how they kind of like just write everything out. Um, but it's a great time for content. It's uh, but for cartoons and animation, it's a great time for something other than just like The Simpsons and other than Family Guy and other than Fox, which is like what ultimately that's like the that's the thing that we just had that we could watch that was cartoons, but geared for adults, and we all expect and love it, and we're so grateful for The Simpsons and everything that they've done. But still, like it was just it's still like this has this cartoony tone to it. And even really this like this comedic tone to it, but uh, and that's not to say that uh, you know uh, Invincible can't be funny or anything like that because it, it it is funny it's super entertaining, but it still has like it has that serious tone to it and uh, 
you know, it's funny because it's it's you know obviously a parody of all of Marvel and of DC and shit like that. And, and I was I was saying earlier, I think in the in our previous podcast that uh, I was worried that, or was it in the previous podcast, or was I just talking to myself? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, that I'm worried that people might think it you know Marvel took from Invincible. Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing I said. I remember so that Marvel took from Invincible because Invincible is so fucking good and. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm really excited to see more of that show. Um, and it's just, man, I wish they would line it up. They would have lined it up. Well, they kind of did line it up good because now that Lower Decks is done, you know, uh, the season four is done, like, the, the next, boom, you can pick up Invincible right away to kind of cut the slack, and then uh, Loki's going to be done. And then I guess we'll have the Marvel movie. Um, but man, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I know they're coming out with Echo soon, and I saw that that was they're already doing the trailer for that, so that's good. Uh, but I'm just kind of shocked that there wasn't a, something coming out like right now, right after Loki ended. Uh, even with the Marvels, I feel like that show should have just been out right now. Why didn't they just release the show now? Because um, I feel like that the, there should always be something new with the TV series, man. Like one time, once one series ends, another one should pick up, and that that's that should be it. Like there shouldn't. Although I get what they're doing, because the the lull essentially is to get people to go see the Marvels. But uh, I feel like you could double dip, you can double dip, and then that's why there needs to be a show. That's why I, I keep saying they need to bring back Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to be going on every week infin infinitely. Like, there needs to be a show that never ends, that Marvel does that never ends. Like, they're, they're, they're Simpsons. And then that show is basically what all the other shows are kind of built around. The same way that, like, the, the sagas are usually built around one storyline or one movie and shit. Um... And I know this time around they're doing it around Loki. I guess is what they're doing. But I, I think I want something a little bit. And Loki's per, you know, I know Loki's Loki's permanent. It's season two. But uh, it's still season two within this phase, you know. And I, I think you should have carried Agents of Shield from phase from the first saga into this saga. You know, like I, I don't, I, I don't think there should be like, oh, well, we're replacing Agents of Shield with with like something. No, no, no. I think you should. I think they need to bring back Agents of Shield, and then ha just have something always going on, you know, to carry people between the big major shows and the movies to bounce off the movies to keep people like just because you gotta have people bouncing left and right now. You gotta understand that people just they want more. They don't want they don't want like just the movie and just the TV. They want they want a lot of shit because they're gonna devour shit quick. Sure, it's overwhelming. Sure, it's a lot of content. Sure, you want to spread. You don't want to spread yourself thin. So don't spread yourself thin. Use the same players that you're using in all the fucking movies that you're doing in that phase, and just run them through at some point through fucking Agents of Shield, and that that be the fucking story. Okay, Loki's fucking the hot shit right now. So you know, have at some point Loki guest star. Uh, 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 the next thing is Ms. Marvel. Have at some point one of the Marvel girl guest star. Uh, the, the, the Echo, you gotta have the main players, though. 
you know you can't have like oh I'm the like well the, the very smallest most in, like least respected character in the whole fucking film where I'm I'm gonna be the one that's guest starring today that nobody even knows who I am you can't have that so uh, the next way go my friends is the yeah what is it. The Lakers? Oh, that's right. The Lakers on Monday night. That's going to be a really tough game. I'm letting you guys know because the uh, Jets are playing Monday night as well. So I'm going to have the Jets on one screen and the, the Jets on the projector. And I'm going to have the Heat going on uh, the TV. So uh, heaven help us. This is going to be crazy. But it's going to be fun at the same time. So, uh, But I, I don't know if I'll be able to do Hiko uh, Tura afterwards. I might not have any energy at all. So since the game after that is on Wednesday, maybe I'll just skip that Monday and then I'll just pick up Hiko Tuda to talk about the Laker game and, and anything else on uh, on Tuesday. Okay, so just be aware of that. Uh, we're just going to put that in right now. Hiko Tuda stamping in to date. Hiko Tuda, next Hiko Tuda will air Tuesday at some, uh, at some point during Tuesday um, after the Laker game because... Uh, I'm going to be watching the Heat game and Monday Night Football, okay? If it's crazy and I end up, something happens, and I'm like, I got to do it, then I do it, and then that's it. But you know what? If not, it's going to be on Tuesday, okay? So we are going to tie this up with a nice little bow and get the fuck out of here, okay? He cultura. He cultura. He cultura. He cultura. However you say it, that's how you say it. Now and forever, I don't make the rules. I just make the rules. I am Studio Mogura Studio, M-O-G-U-R-A. Hit me up at the PayPal. Hit me up at the Cash App. Check out my book, Full Moon Nights, available in softcover at uh, Amazon and available at hardcover in Bar at Barnes & Noble. It's basically a chronicle of the Miami rave scene in the early 2000s and a bunch of my adventures as a raver in Miami, you know, searching for drugs, uh, hanging out with my friends, doing crazy shit. Uh, so check, please check that out and support. Remember, all donations go toward the making of my independent film and also my independent animated pilot, International Horror Association. So please help me out with that. Also, uh, check out uh, my uh, comic shop, octotaco.com, which has my blog. And at some point, I'm going to put up my comics again. Uh, and then also check out my Tee Public, which has all my original t-shirt designs. And then check out my Spotify playlist, which has my discography from 1999 up until 2023 with my latest release, uh, The Reflection Binds You from Seeing the Truth. And check out my El Bandcamp, eltopomiami.bandcamp.com. This is a good win, I guess. Whatever we won. Good deal. So, you know what? Win another one. Don't wake me up when we win another one. Okay? So, that's how it is. All right? Don't freak out. Just freak out. You know, I always say that. But then I'm like, fuck, that's right. I haven't fixed the fucking stream deck to, uh, to switch the shit over. And, uh... And finish it up cleanly. And I, and I, I, keep, I keep doing that and I apologize for that. Uh, I'm basically just scared all the time. So um, that's how we do shit. Okay, so again, one more time. Don't freak out. Just freak out. 